right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it is one of our monthly trailer episodes, and Jason Harris is joining us with puzzle pieces for a whole bunch of trailers for movies coming up in June, and we'll see, maybe we'll end up covering some of these movies as full episodes later on in the month, but these are always fun to kind of get an idea of what is coming. Uh, before we get to it, we got a bunch of things we got to do here. Uh, first of all, as we always do on these trailer episodes, I got to read some listener puzzle pieces. Let's start off with that. For May, we covered a lot of movies. We got a bunch of puzzle pieces here. We did, uh, let's see. Okay, so we did Ghosted, which uh, was not the best movie, but we did get a couple of puzzle pieces here from Joe Black. Uh, I've been on the podcast a whole bunch of times. Uh, he mentions his own film, The Setup, about a blossoming romance thrown into upheaval by a super spy mission. It sure does sound like Ghosted was inspired by Joe's film there. Uh, Karen Carlson Snyder suggested True Lies, which I was thinking, did we actually talk about True Lies on the episode? I, I don't remember it being a piece, but I feel like it came up maybe in passing. But, uh, you know, obviously, as far as like action rom-coms go, it definitely fits the mold. So uh, it's definitely one to fit in there. And also a movie I've been wanting to revisit. I haven't seen it. I, I'm actually not 100% sure if I have seen it. I feel like I did like opening weekend when it first came out in the 90s, but uh, it hasn't been since then. So I got to watch that one of these days. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? For Polite Society, another one from Joe Black. Uh, he suggested everything everywhere all at once for the traditional generational conflict of female immigrant culture juxtaposed with Western culture, which... Definitely. It was actually on my list of possible pieces, and I ended up not bringing it up. So, uh, definite one to include there. Fast X, I have an extra puzzle piece that I can't believe I didn't bring up when we were doing the conversation. So, this is a, uh, not a listener puzzle piece. It is a host puzzle piece. Um, but I was going to throw in there Aquaman as an extra piece because, I mean... Come on, Jason Momoa plays the bad guy whose main motivation for killing Vin Diesel is his dad got killed by Vin and his family. And uh, in Aquaman, it's the exact opposite. Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa, the bad guy, Black Manta, wants revenge on Aquaman because Aquaman killed his dad. It's He's switching roles here. So had to have brought up Aquaman. Uh, next up, we've got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, Nostalgia Cast brought up Nope, Jordan Peele's Nope, because of... Uh, High evolutionary-related reasons. I think it has to do with some uh, face-scratching. Um, and then Joe Black again sent in another piece here for Guardians of the Galaxy. He brought up Tusk, uh, a movie about a scientist experimenting on humans, trying to turn them into the perfect life form, but he keeps failing, and it keeps getting worse. And uh, yeah, definitely a good one to fit in there. Last listener puzzle piece for the month is actually for a movie we covered the previous month, but I figured I'd read it anyway. It's for Air, Ben Affleck's latest directorial effort. And uh, Brandy Bell, Josh Bell's sister, brought up Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, which focuses on the Dior brand and their need to expand their product line to appeal to a broader audience. So I didn't even realize that that's what that movie was about. We never did cover that film, although we did talk about it on a trailer episode. Uh, but yeah, definitely. That sounds like it fits right in there with, um, 
you know, the, the, the kind of brand-based movies we've been getting a lot of lately. So a good one from Brandy Bell there. And as always, if you have puzzle pieces for movies that we end up covering in June, make sure to send them in. I want to hear them. So what else do we got going on? Well, we have a live Piecing It Together coming up this month. Thursday, June 15th, 7 p.m., Maya Cinemas here in Las Vegas. We have The Blackening. I am so excited for this one. It's going to be so much fun. And we have an Enter to Win going on right now. If you check the show notes, you can find out how to win tickets. And uh, it's going to be a great show. I've got Miss Michelle from the Las Vegas Black Film Festival as one of my guests. I've got Marlon Money Stevens, who's a filmmaker. And I've got Mikey VIP, who's a DJ, rapper, podcaster, who I've known for many, many, many years. And it's going to be fun to have him on the show. And uh, yeah, we're talking The Blackening. Again, it's June 15th, so check the show notes uh, for how to get tickets and how to win tickets. And last but not least, I got to tell you about this because this week we finally started the pre-order for the Pup Pups, an album I've been talking about for years and years and years, and uh, it's finally coming this summer. And this week only, I've got a special pre-order bonus going on. If you pre-order the album either at thepuppups.bandcamp.com or on my website, bydavidrosen.com via PayPal, your pet will be able to be included in a special bonus song that I'm adding to the end of the album. And so this is the week. Get your pre-orders in. This is a novelty, silly, fun album of songs about dogs and cats. And uh, if you're a pet lover, you're going to love this thing. So it's called The Pup Pups. The album is called Who Wants Din Din. It's coming out this summer. And the pre-order is finally, after over a decade, it's live this week. So, with all that said, I know there's a lot of uh, intro stuff this month, but uh, let's get to some trailers. Jason Harris is back with us for another month of trailers. Jason, how you doing? Dave, I'm fine, because it's summer, and that means movies are here, and nobody has to go outside Ooh. or speak to each other. Oh, wait a second. Most of these movies suck. I'll be outside all summer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't agree with you, Jason. There's been some good movies lately, and there's some good movies coming. But, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll... I'm excited. What was good? Tell me. Well, you know what? Before we get to what was good, we do have a first time ever for these trailers episodes. We've been doing these for almost three years, I think, that you've been joining me every month for these trailers episodes. I didn't see a single one that we covered in the main conversation of our of our main uh, movies, Knights of the Zodiac, Hypnotic, Book Club, The Next Chapter, Crater, Assassin's Club, White Man Can't Jump, Kandahar, The Little Mermaid, The Machine, About My Father, and Blood and Gold. Didn't see a single one well, of them. I saw all. Did you? No. Nope. Wow. I saw none of them, of course. <laughs> As we record this, Dave, we're uh, getting ready for a uh, Sydney Lumet directed episode. We're going to do Dog Day Afternoon on uh, on a uh, on awesome movie mm-hmm. here. So, like, what I've been doing is just watching Sydney Lumet sure. movies yeah. and like. Let's be honest. What's smarter, watching The Verdict or watching Hypnotic? Yeah, <laughs> Kandahar. Yeah, Kandahar and 12 Angry Men. I don't know. So. Yeah, I guess uh, com- comparatively speaking, uh, a little better. But I did see, when it comes to May, I saw, and we covered here on the show, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Fast X, and Polite Society, all of which were great. 
there was also a lot of other movies I watched in May, even though I didn't end up watching the ones we covered. Uh, we did talk in our little speed round about Fool's Paradise and Blackberry, two movies that have It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia alumni, both of which ended up being two of my favorite movies of the year so far. You didn't see either of those, did you? Uh, no, I, w- I mean, I definitely want to see... Um you know, uh, Blackberry. Mm. Um, I haven't heard good things about Fool's Paradise, but it looks interesting. So yeah. I'm glad that you liked it. That's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely in and... the minority on that one, but I loved it. It's so funny. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have a feeling it's one of those future cult classics we always talk about. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And of course, I'm going to end up seeing uh, Guardians 3. Sure. It's, you know, I've just been mostly at home watching stuff i feel like yeah but that's okay Dave. fair enough so, you know. i also watched the starling girl which we talked about in the speed round which was very good uh, i didn't cover on the show though i also watched the mother which was not very good and uh you hurt my feelings which i also wasn't very big on uh, you're, you're in the minority there yeah. it sounds like i know too, I, so. it's surprising to me how how much people are connected with that one uh, but I don't know. Uh, reality just came out on HBO uh, just the other day, or Max as we call it now, and that was pretty good uh, with Sydney Sweeney. I like that. I'll have to check that out. I know Influencers out on Shutter. Mm. I'm a few months behind. I just watched Dungeons and Dragons, which I didn't like as much as you. Yeah. But hey, you know. So, but I'm uh, kicking butt on uh, uh, watching older movies this year. So You're doing good. You know, hey, that's a thing. You're doing good. So. <laughs> Last one, and then we will uh, jump into some new movies for June. Also, Joe Latruglio had a directorial debut last month, Outpost, which is a uh, thriller and was pretty good. It's not great, but, you know, it's interesting to see him jump into something serious like that for his directorial debut. Uh, I just finished rewatching season one of Party Down. Nice. Uh, have you watched it lately? No, I haven't, but I always loved him. And yeah, all there's a great, ep- the great episode where Ron Ken Marino goes back to his high school reunion, which he caters and his old friend Donnie, played by Latrulio, mm-hmm. is there. And, you know, he's just kind of done nothing with his life and he's reliving like drawn you know their old high school days so <laughs> that's amazing um, but uh, yeah i mean we always want to see um the state guys do stuff yeah absolutely well let's get into june movies starting with past lives which will be out in theaters on june 2nd it's the directorial debut from celine song and is probably one of the most buzzed about movies of the summer as far as like indies and potential like awards type movies go. Um, looks like a beautiful, like, I, I, it's kind of hard to parse out exactly what's happening in this, but it's like a decades long romance where people meet back up after many, many years. And uh, yeah, I mean, people have been raving about it ever since its uh, festival debut. Yeah, it seems like you kind of got the same gist that I did out of it. And I know it's highly acclaimed man did you watch this and feel like there's a high Wong Kar Wai influence on sure, this sure. you know so I definitely felt like Chunking Express uh mm-hmm. vibes in here and then you know the idea of like what is romance uh, over those decades and what could be I, I put the notebook down there mm, you know yeah. so um those were those were two that I thought would fit this one yeah that's good um obviously the before trilogy is something you could bring up with this that's an easy one to go with the other thing I thought of I I wasn't sure if there's something to uh, this film with like choosing different paths or something like that, and so I thought of the Gwyneth Paltrow movie Sliding Doors. So I had it I had it written down. I just decided nice. you know leave, leave, leave a few layups out there. There you so, go. There yeah. you go. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. But uh, next up on the opposite end of the cinema spectrum, we've got Transformers: Rise of the Beasts in theaters June 9th. Uh, it's 
kind of unclear how much this is a reboot and how much it is the seventh entry in the series that Michael Bay started. It seems like it's a mixture of the both, but uh, all new cast, of course. And uh, I, I don't know what yeah, to think about it. Well, I think it's a uh, one half fuck off plus uh, one half shove it up your ass <laughs> equals uh, we don't give a fuck about you. So. There you go. Yeah. This looks fucking terrible, dude. And I, I, I will tell you, I've never seen any of the Transformers, but I loved Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. I did. That was a great movie. And I would have just been happy. And they just don't leave the shit alone. Yeah. And not only does it look terrible, like it looks terrible. Yeah. I'm like, what, what rudimentary like local college class animated this no offense to local colleges sure. but it doesn't look like it just looks like fucking shitty sketches like the the action i don't know man it looks like garbage yeah fuck off transformers it's fun fuck off. it's funny when they get to that final shot and it's like you know the music kind of dies down you just see the the raw action and it's completely unimpressive like <laughs> right right i mean it looks like they watch like um infinity war or something like that and was like hey how do we just do a sketchy version of this sure. right but yeah so dave uh i don't know man this looked like there was some type of predator type thing right like uh, we're coming down to earth or we're hiding on earth and we're gonna take over because we're uh, a different uh breed of species type thing so i had predator i had obviously planet of the apes there's that whole thing sure and then of course uh sadly i had um Real life with AI coming to kill us all. <laughs> there you go. I think we'll be seeing that as a puzzle piece on a lot of movies in the next couple of years. But uh, yeah, good ones there. Um, of course, along with Planet of the Apes, I had King Kong. And I will say, as dumb as this movie looks, like that's the one thing that has me slightly interested in watching this one because I do love big monsters. So, I mean, it's a monster transformer that's shaped like a King Kong. So that's kind of fun. Uh, the other thing was uh, to go to another Michael Bay property, uh, his Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. It seems to have that kind of attitude of that like kind of hip hop thing going on with uh, with these characters. And so, you know, I I don't know, man, if you. Yeah, I guess. OK. Yeah. If you want a 65 year old white dude like <laughs> soundtracking your hip hop. Hey, Anthony movie. Ramos is the star of this one. And Michelle Yeoh is a transformer. So, uh, you know. Okay, Dave. Just silence. Uh, <laughs> let's go on to the angry black girl and her monster. Which, by the way, real fast. Yeah. There are definitely a bunch of 65-year-old white dudes who, you know, could definitely hip-hop soundtrack it, sure. but I don't know if Michael Bay's one. Yeah, them, so. probably not. The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster will be in theaters on June 9th. It's the directorial debut from Bomani Story. Uh, after a black girl's brother dies, she tries to bring him back to life. Clearly a uh, Frankenstein kind of thing going on here. But uh, what else did you think on this one? Uh, this looks interesting. I was I was kind of very uh, like, OK, cool. This has like a voice to it. It could be a fun kind of urban horror movie, I guess. Right. Type thing. Sure. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. So um, I, you know, I, you know, I thought of all the ones that you would think of, like, you know, trying to bring someone back to like Flatliners, the crow reanimator. But Dave. There is no 65-year-old guy white hip-hopping this one, sadly enough. <laughs> sadly. Uh, very sadly. Uh, yeah, all, all good ones to include there. Uh, along with Frankenstein, I'd put in May, which was kind of a you know young girl 
Frankenstein movie, so that kind of fits in there. And then also the fountain is kind of like an out of left field one, but like the idea of somebody like going to extremes to try to save somebody that they love, um, and that obsession leading to all kinds of uh, disasters. So yeah, I don't know. This looks like an interesting one. Hopefully, it uh, comes together, and it's uh, it's a good one. Next up is Flamin' Hot, which will be on Hulu on June 9th, which, as we've talked about, we've had this strange run of really great, crazy true stories of brands movies this year with Air, Tetris, and Blackberry. And uh, this is number four of the list. This one's directed by Ava Longoria, and uh, it has a very silly, fun vibe to the trailer uh, about the guy who came up with the Flamin' Hot Cheetos recipe. Are you bored with this IP, you know, advertising product genre. Yet. I'm willing to get excited for this last one and then I'm done. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, I know uh, you liked all three of those. Yeah. I've only seen air. I do want to see Blackberry a lot. Um, but uh, this one did not look good to me mm. at all. Like it's um, first of all, you know, I know there's like some dispute over like, is this really how it happened? Which, you know, whatever, like sure. that's fine. But like, this just looks like, Hey, I was a I was a, a down on my luck worker at a factory that was closing, and now I made flaming hot Cheetos. And it's like, okay, where's where's the movie? It doesn't look like there's a movie. And I love like the lote and all like the foods that he's like referencing here, but this just looks boring, dude. And uh, I really didn't think of anything else except like those movies and all those like '90s movies that were like we gotta save x right like you know a lot of those man child movies mm. not that this is that but like you know happy gilmore had to save his mom's uh, his grandma's house tommy boy had to save the factory you know all that stuff sure which i like all those movies but this just looks like um, a really long advertisement and not a movie to me yeah, i guess so i to me i i thought it looked fun in a very like silly goofy way my first piece for it would be like a college humor sketch that, you know, of course, this is a feature length thing and that's a lot harder to pull off. But like just the idea of it alone is silly enough that I'm like somewhat interested. So I don't know. To me, it did look very funny. And so that to me, that's enough to kind of pull me in. And plus, like we've said, the other ones have been really good this year. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the Founder is another piece that I was thinking, you know, which has come up in some of the other ones, not all of them, but uh, definitely when you've got a food brand that we're talking about, you got to go with the McDonald's movie. Yeah, I just wonder if like, you know, I know they pulled off some of these. I wonder if this is like the right form of media for this one. Like, could this have been a podcast mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, kind of like you said, like, could it have been like a food documentary show or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, next up on Netflix is Extraction 2, which will be out on June 16th. This is Chris Hemsworth back in his uh, big action Netflix movie, where I'm pretty sure he clearly died in the last one, but there's just no stakes to any of this whatsoever. So he's back, and uh, it, I don't know. The whole thing just looks like a video game to me. It made me want to watch the first one. The action looked good, mm. and uh, so I know people really did like certain parts of the or like the first one. So. But yeah, I mean, like, this is more of that, like, um, this is where we're at right now. This this reminded me of that X-Men Wolverine origin story. I guess that was called X-Men Wolverines, right? I think so, yeah. Or, where, didn't they do that, like, twice, like, in the middle of an X-Men and then as its own movie on top of that? Probably. Where, like, he has to go back and find out, like, how he got to be how he was type thing. And they'll do you know, it again, which I know I'm sure. <laughs> right, which we've seen in Bourne also and stuff, but... uh. So I had that, and then I, I might have talked about this movie before, but the whole first half of this 
he's in this like very cold, desolate environment. And uh, if you want a really good B action movie and something like that, check out Brazen mm. with Jason Momoa. That's a really fun movie. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you talking about that back when it came out. I still need to watch that one of these days. Yeah, like I said, I mean, this to me felt so much like a video game cut scene. So I was thinking of like Call of Duty and Killzone and all of those kinds of first person shooter games. So, I mean, that's the main piece that I had here. Uh, there's also supposedly a 21 minute uncut action sequence, uh, which I, you know, I doubt it. But, you know, if that's what they're going for, you kind of got to go with things like 1917 and all these like movies that tried to make a big stunt out of the cinematography. So, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> The one thing I will say, like earlier this year with John Wick Chapter 4, which is just a living, breathing video game, we're kind of in a golden age in a way of these like over-the-top video game action movies, so maybe it'll be good in that way, but otherwise, I don't know. It just looks like the same stuff, so. Well, I, I mean, and the thing is, for this one, this is Netflix, right? Yeah. Like, this is the one you want to see in the theater, though, right? Exactly. So, yeah, that probably won't happen, but... uh yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The next one is the one I'm the most excited about this month because uh, I had no idea that this movie existed until I was making my list. Which is crazy because I talked about it on Awesome Movie. Did you really? Point in thing. I feel like it. Maybe I'm a liar. I don't know. know. Leave me alone. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's called Maggie Moore's. Actually, now that you mention it, I kind of do remember you saying that, but whatever. Uh, June 16th, uh, it'll be in theaters. Uh, it's directed by John Slattery of Mad Men and uh, stars John Hamm, Tina Fey, Nick Muhammad. And it's uh, a dark comedy mystery that uh, is set in a small town where two women with the same name are murdered. And there must be some kind of coincidence to that. And it looks weird and funny and great. And I can't wait for this. Was this based on a true story, Dave? I don't know. And I doubt it. That would be really weird if it was. Yeah, this does look fun. Um, I mean, I thought of Vengeance, the BJ Novak movie sure. from last year, that kind of like, you know, out of place uh, mystery type thing, um, which was all right. It wasn't the best. And then it, this definitely had like Shane Black type feelings mm -hmm. for me. So I put down Kiss Kiss Bang Bang to uh, mix it up a little. And I think John Hamm is like finding a niche here with these kind of like offbeat uh, mystery movies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Confess Fletch was so much better than anyone expected last year. And uh, I, so I'm excited for more of John Hamm doing that. I thought of Fargo here because it does have that kind of small town oddball character, Coen brother kind of thing going on. And then uh, a Nick Cage movie called Red Rock West uh, that I just watched recently for oh, the first yeah. time. Great movie. I got to see that. Oh, yeah, people love that movie. It's so good. And yeah, lots of oddball characters, a murder mystery, everything being thrown together in a blender. Uh, a lot of great stuff there. So I, I hope, I'm really hopeful for this one. Uh, next up, No Hard Feelings. Jennifer Lawrence doing an R-rated comedy. It'll be in theaters June 23rd. Uh, it's about a woman who's hired by uh, some parents of an oddball weirdo kid uh, to try to take his virginity before he goes to college. It's directed by Gene Stepinski, who did Good Boys. And uh, they're really Good trying. Good Boys was funny. Good Boys was funny. Yeah. And they're really trying to push this movie hard. Yeah, it's funny. My old writing partner and I were once developing a script called The Hookup, mm -hmm. uh, which was uh, kind of this in reverse, where like, uh, the high school stud um, has to help his uncle, who's a loser, get laid okay. in return for like his uncle, like helping him pass like high school or something like that. Mm -hmm. Sounds which was fun. We probably should have gotten that done. And then I would uh, be 
not sitting here <laughs> in a, wondering how I'm going to pay rent. Leave me alone, Dave. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know again, like, yeah, like I liked uh good boys, right? I don't know if this one looks that funny though. Like it, I want it to be, I want these movies to come back, yeah. but like, I don't know if this is the one who knows. Maybe, maybe it is. I thought of the sitter, the, um, Jonah Hill babysitter movie sure. from 2011 where that's all crazy and fun and obviously risky business mm -hmm. in here, you know, and then the last one, this is almost like a reverse blockers, yeah. right? Cause the parents are trying to help them get laid. Absolutely. I had blockers on my list too. And yeah, it's like that whole era of, of comedy where like the raunchy R rated comedies were starting to die out, but there was those last grasps of it. So the sitter I think fits in there. Blockers fits in there. I also put the girl next door uh, you know, earlier mid two thousand, the sex comedy, but yeah, I mean, they're they're trying. Let's put it that way. They're trying to bring back these uh, these R rated comedies, and I I would welcome them if they're good. We'll see. What I happens. want to come back. I write a lot of this stuff. You <laughs> there know, you that, go. Uh, so it'll be good, maybe. Yeah. But um, I, it feels like this uh, probably like was should have been on Hulu. <laughs> Probably, but you know, yeah. I'll welcome anything to the theater. Uh, next up, Asteroid City, which we'll most likely be covering on a full episode later this month. But Wes Anderson's latest, an absolutely stacked cast. It looks like Jason Schwartzman is the lead, I think. So that's exciting. Did he co write this one? I think too? so, yep. And oh. uh, Cranky Tom Hanks, that looks fun. Uh, and it's this weird kind of uh, Midwestern town uh, with a little bit of a sci fi bent to it. Um, I don't, I, I'm not 100% sure what story-wise it is. It's just more of setting. It's kind of set up here. It seems like one of these like quirky tourist towns, mm -hmm. right? And um, and then maybe there's an alien uh, invasion yep. for a minute there, but that's so minor in the um, kind of trailer. Who knows? Like, it's Wes Anderson, so you really don't have to show much. But this, I mean, literally, I went to Spielberg on this because you get that Close Encounters vibe mm -hmm. right away, right? Sure. But then you think of like these quirky tourist towns and, you know, um, really setting a location. And I thought of Jaws with Amityville or, you know, Amity Island, I should yeah, say, sure. not Amityville. Um, so the last movie I thought was like, because they seem to be stuck there because of whatever's going on was the uh, Christmas movie Trapped in Paradise, speaking of Nicolas Cage. Ah, there you go. Which is, you know, trapped in that small town vibe. And, yeah. you know, who knows? Maybe Groundhog Day. I, not that this is a time loop thing, but that kind of you're in this town and that's where you're staying type. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I wonder how much of the, uh, like, I, I wonder how, how weird this is going to get. You know, like, obviously it's weird. It's Wes Anderson, but like how, like, science fiction-y it's going to get. I was kind of leaning into that with my pieces. I thought of white noise from Noah Baumbach, which of course a collaborator of yeah. Wes Anderson and also very inspired by close encounters. Um, I also thought of Mars attacks, uh, Tim Burton's whole like alien invasion movie. Um, which again, I don't know how much that's going to factor into the movie itself, but like all these oddball characters, like dealing with this alien presence that kind of led me there. It's, it's funny. Cause I mean, you said Midwest, this looks like Southwest to me, yeah, but, um, yeah, that's right. But it, I know he shot it in Spain. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah. Cause like, d d look, I love Wes Anderson on the record, you know, uh, French dispatch was not, was my least favorite of his movies. Mm. Did you like that one? I did. I mean, it's definitely not towards the top, but it's not my least favorite. It's somewhere in the middle. What's number one. Uh, still 10 amount. Yeah. I got that in moon and uh, moonrise kingdom as, uh, you, one and two could go either way. Fair enough. That works. I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot more when we cover the movie, but, uh, 
Let's move on to Through My Window Across the Seas on Netflix, June 23rd, which he's shaking his head. I don't know why I included this either. I mean, I guess this was like a, this must be a sequel to uh, some, the the sensation is back. That's exactly why I kept it on the list, because when I was looking up, what what the hell is this a sequel to? The original has a 1.6 average rating on Letterboxd. Like, why did they make a sequel to this if nobody liked it? Maybe people have to be watching it. They must um, be. I I couldn't even tell what this was. It's like a bunch of like uh, rich, like uh, maybe teenagers or young 20s. And they like seem to have endless amounts of money Mm -hmm. so they can just party in San Juan and, um, you know, bang each other. (laughs) And um, I I don't know if there's actually anything beyond that in this movie. Yeah, it didn't seem like it. It's just it's young people just living it up with no responsibility. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just have mostly just the standard romance movies as my puzzle pieces here. But what do you got? I went the other way. I went with like Euphoria. Okay. And I went with Spring Breakers because that was that kind of like, let's go all in right now type feeling. Man, if if this movie was Spring Breakers and Euphoria, I would be so in. But (laughs) I I just had like the notebook for like a romance where everybody's reuniting and whatnot. And uh you know, I already brought up the before series, but I had that on my list as well. And then like kind of like those like under the Tuscan sun type things, you know, like people in beautiful locations and whatnot. So I don't know. I, I'm sure that this movie will never be spoken about again after this moment on this podcast. But uh until the third until the third <laughs> one comes out. By the way, what a fucking title. I know. I'm cursing a lot today because he's making me through my in- window across the seas. Through my window you know mm. uh, you know via via space capsule or something i don't know what do you want from me this is too much leave me alone let's move on to god is a bullet uh, a movie that will allegedly be in theaters uh on june 23rd but i don't really believe that because there is like zero uh out there about this movie even though it stars jamie fox and micah monroe directed by nick cassavetes speak of the notebook and uh i don't know it seems like something that should be a bigger movie but it I don't know. I've seen no information about this other than happening to stumble upon this trailer. Right. And this looked good. Though. Yeah. This trailer looked good. Yeah. But, you know, we know how uh, often I get fooled by trailers. <laughs> that, looking good. that is right. Uh, I mean, they're certainly trying. They made a very exciting trailer. It's uh, it's about a cult that kidnaps children. And uh, Jamie Foxx infiltrates the cult, I believe. Is that what you got? I thought he was the cult leader. Really? And the other guy was like the uh, guy who infiltrates. Oh, him, but I don't know. Maybe. So maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Definitely felt like, uh, you know, uh, sticking with uh, HBO, which now you can find on Max. Oh, yeah. Max. <laughs> I don't think that's the tagline at all. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought of uh, True Detective season one. Yeah. Had a lot of those vibes to it. You know, a missing daughter. We know we're going with Taken. And then the cult uh, aspect, let's throw out Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene, which is a great movie that seems to be forgotten over the years. Yeah, no, great movie and a great pick here. I, I definitely think that fits really well. Um, you mentioned Taken for the Taken Daughter. I'm going with Gone Baby Gone, a movie we covered on Awesome Movie Year. There's like this whole underground network here of people that seem to be responsible or know someone who's responsible. So I, I thought that would be a good pick here. Uh, and then the other one is the girl with the dragon tattoo. I thought of, um, you know, a lot of like very like alt people as as characters, a lot of tattoos, a lot of piercings, a lot of violence, you know, all that kind of stuff. So Oh, was there a tattoo in that movie? There was tattoo in that movie yeah hmm, lots of them. interesting yeah 
Let's move on. Dragons? <laughs> run, rabbit, run. Uh, I'd be more interested if it was a dragon with a girl tattoo. I don't know what that means. Leave me alone. Run, rabbit, run. Yeah, run, rabbit, run. Sarah Snook. Yeah. yeah. Did you finish success? We did. We did. Were you happy with the ending? Yeah. I mean, I was bummed, but I thought they nailed it, yeah, didn't you? Absolutely. It was, it was a perfect ending. I thought it was fantastic. So, I don't know. I mean, honestly, before you even start, like... This is a movie about like uh, a woman who feels the loss of a family member. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, that was literally what happened to her on Succession season four. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She's uh, digging into that feeling for sure. I don't know. Uh, this this will be on Netflix June 28th. And uh, it, I don't know. It's like a thriller. I want to say psychological horror, but I don't know. More just like a straight up thriller about a, a, a doctor who is frightened by her young daughter's inexplicable memories of a past identity. I had to write that down because in the trailer, it's just all over the place. Well, I got that, that she thought she was like her uh, Snook's daughter thought that she was Snook's missing sister from who went missing when Snook was a kid. Snook. Snook. Yeah. But um, I I knew, I figured you were going to lean into the like uh, children doing, uh, you know, kind of other stuff. uh, Sure. Making us all kind of feel the heebie-jeebie. So I went the other way. Because uh, the the setting looked interesting and like very desolate and remote, and uh, I I know it is a thriller, but there is a mystery element, and I thought the dry with Eric Bana was a good little uh, mystery that uh, needed to be solved in one of those kind of really really isolated areas and now I, I just wanted to add some different pieces this week. yeah no that that's a cool one and I feel like um, whether or not the film is like the dry i feel like like the level of movie making it's like right along there with it it's like it feels like it was made by the same kind of people so i don't know we'll see on that but uh yeah i definitely went all creepy kids i went the sixth sense i went the babadook um you know there's creepy kids weird abilities elevated horror you know all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah we'll see on this one hopefully it'll be something for her next up ruby gilman teenage kraken it's dreamworks animation's latest adventure it'll be in theaters june 30th and uh i it looks fun to me i don't know they've been kind of on a on a roll lately have they yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they did the Mitchells versus the Machines, right? That was good. that was great. Yeah, that was like two or three years ago. What else have they done? Like, were they, were they uh, Puss in Boots? Oh yeah, that was good. All yeah. right, you win. All right, you've you've proven your point. All right. So. Um, this one just felt like they saw the Sea Beast and saw Turning Red and said, "Let's do those yes. two in a thing." Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're 100 percent right. I have both of those written down as well. Uh, I also threw in the Adams family and Wednesday having her moment. Uh, so you know, you got that for the bad girl, the monster. You know, being the the hero. I will say this animation looked good. I was it caught me right away, and I was like, "Oh, I I would like to see that." Yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah. Their, their animation has been really spectacular lately. So yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. We'll see. Maybe it'll be another fun one. Uh, so that's the last one of our main list here. There are a lot of other movies coming out in June. Um, I figured I would run down this list of things that I'm already planning on covering, even though I already said we're covering the Wes Anderson one, but also Spider-Man Across the Universe, which uh, I'm seeing tomorrow at the time it's of good, this. It's good. It'll be great. Oh. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. What time are you going? Can I come? Uh, 3.30 Thursday. Oh, dang. We'll see. That would have been nice. Yeah. The Boogeyman, which uh, I might go see with Gina this weekend, although I, I'm not exactly looking forward to it, but she loves these kind of movies, so we'll see. doesn't look very good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Elemental, the latest Pixar movie. Hey, Dave, did you ever watch uh, 
pro wrestling when the boogeyman was a character. I don't remember that one. And, and he would eat worms and he would just say, I'm the boogeyman and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> it made me laugh just thinking about it. So. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, Elemental people say is good. I didn't really, uh, you know, what is, is this? Uh, it felt a little Zootopia meets Inside Out, I'd say. It, I don't know. It looks like Inside but, Out um, too, basically. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, the trailer didn't grab me, but obviously we're all going to watch this one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Next up, really excited about this one. The Blackening will be out on June 16th. And on June 15th, I'm doing a live episode of Piecing It Together at Maya Cinemas with Miss Michelle, Marlon Money Stevens, and Mikey VIP. And uh, check the show notes for tickets. Very excited about that. Yeah, we had such a great time doing the last one. So I hope uh, you guys uh, crush it. And it looks and the movie looks good. Yeah. And don't forget, you'll be on the next next one. Uh, So I support either way. There you go. Uh, Then, you know, if nothing else, like morbid curiosity, the flash. It looks good. I'm not going to lie. I mean, yeah, we're doing this whole multi-universe, you know, extension, blah, 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 that everyone's multiverse. Everyone's got to do it. But. Just for Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. And dude, can he just be in everything again? Because he's he's just awesome. And I love, you know, what a great Spider-Man villain for Marvel sure. and uh, Batman DC. Like, he's just he's awesome. He's, the man. he's great. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, thankfully, it, it sounds <laughs> well, it did get okay. trash. Thankfully, it sounds like they're going to let him go after this one and not try to do more. But uh I'm excited for it, whether it's good or bad. I, I'm down for one more Indiana Jones, so we'll see what happens with it. I am not excited for it because they had three good Indiana Jones and then they crystal skull fucked it <laughs> with the last one. And I saw a, a, a headline that worried me so bad much on this when this was premiered at Cannes. I think it was off IndieWire. They're like, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, after this one, maybe uh, crystal skulls wasn't all that bad. Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah uh, and also they say the de-aging of harrison ford like it just doesn't it's just not i don't know man yeah bye Uh, yeah we'll see i don't know so yeah that's our last movie for the month um there's also that robert england documentary hollywood dreams and nightmares which that sounds like it could be a fun doc but that'll do it for june for us Jason, is there something else you watched recently you want to recommend to our listeners? Uh, I did. I, you want me to give you two? So one new and one old? So Do it. Let's uh, hear it. From this year was a, was a Sundance breakout. It's on Hulu right now. Rye Lane. Did you watch Rye Lane? Still haven't, but I, it's definitely on my list. Yeah. Nice uh, kind of one of these. Uh, it takes place a little over a day, but one of these one day walk and talk romance things. And then uh, I think uh, I, re- I used the term real life earlier in this uh podcast so let's recommend albert brooks's real life which was very prescient about the uh, future of uh, reality tv that's on canopy i just watched that for the first time so good stuff. i've never seen that that i i have a lot of albert brooks to catch up on i i think that that's like a rabbit hole i'm gonna have to go down one of these days it's a fun rabbit hole to go down so uh eat away little bunny <laughs> there you go jason where can people find you I guess I'm still on all the socials. Jason Harris comedy, Jay Harris comedy, eat this comedy, letterbox, go for Jason. That's all the things, guys. Whatever. Yeah. What's happening on Awesome Movie Year right now? As I mentioned, we're in the middle of uh, 75. I, I don't know, man. Could it be shaping up to be the best season yet just based on like what these movies mean to cinema and everything? 
feels like it. I mean, I'm enjoying not only this, the movies we're watching, but the movies we're watching in research for the movies that we're covering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this week, actually, that this is going up is the week that Listomania goes up. And uh, man, going down that Ken Russell rabbit hole, that was a fun one for me. That does seem like it's your style. I, I really want you to go down that Chantel Ackerman rabbit hole since we're doing John <laughs> Dealman. Yes. Yeah, just what I need. All right, Jason, thanks as always. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harrison. We co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best picture, and some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the movies coming out in June. I'm sure we'll be covering a bunch of those on the show in full episodes. And of course we have the blackening live show coming up again. That's Thursday, June 15th here in Las Vegas at Maya cinemas. Check the show notes for how you can win tickets to that show. And, uh, Check the show notes for all the other links. Like I said at the top, we have a lot going on right now from lots of piecing it together episodes to the Pup Pups pre-order to actually, I didn't mention the Patreon at the top of the show. Obviously, I always mention the Patreon, the produced by David Rosen Patreon with bonus content from piecing it together, awesome movie year and my music career starting next week, every day of the week. And I think it'll go into the next week too uh i am releasing the score from a film that i scored last year no two years ago already geez but uh the film actually just came out on tubi so that's why i'm now releasing the score it's called jacqueline it's from friend of the show chris johnson uh he's also the director of beater which is also now on tubi uh beater if you remember is a film score that i released back in 2020 and now you can actually watch the movie also on Tubi. A bunch of Chris's films just hit Tubi. So uh, Jacqueline, the score, the full soundtrack to this two-hour film, will be hitting exclusively my Patreon, produced by David Rosen. That's patreon.com slash Rosen. Man, I got a lot of things to announce. I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff all at once this week. It's crazy. Uh, also, this month is the Nevada Women's Film Festival. So uh, we'll have news about that coming up soon. So... It's going to be a busy month, as always. So uh, thank you for being out there and listening. Make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you listen to the podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, you could also rate us five stars. We'd appreciate that. And follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And last but not least, before I close out this episode, uh, I didn't mention the Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces Facebook group yet. So join our Facebook group and join in on the conversation. Talk about all the movies we talk about here on the show. We'd love to have you there. So that is it. Let's close this episode out with a piece of music and with the Pup Pups album finally being available for pre-order, I think we should close it out with a piece from the Pup Pups album, which is now available for pre-order, thepuppups.bandcamp.com, or you can check it out on my website, bydavidrosen.com. Let's play Big Dog 2. This is a song sung by my dog, Harvey. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon. 
Produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.